Okay, good morning. We were in the middle of learning last week. We're learning the past few weeks. The Mamar at the back of the Sefer of Chavis Talmidim. She said a little bit tougher than the actual Sefer itself, but he's giving us a little bit of Adracha and some big Inyanim. We'll talk about it in the first one about the first Mimer is called Hadalan Sefer Chesidus. And the second one he talks about Taira, Tefillah, talks about Chabas, and the very, very Sadistic Mamarim, which are, like we said, tougher than the regular Sefer. But it's after a person finishes the Sefer, this is what the PSS felt that, felt that was his obligation to try to give us the next Madrega and the next, uh, the next Shlav in terms of Avaid Hashem. A person went through the Sefer, a person went through all the different Madregas in the Sefer, and the different, uh, different Dikunim and the different Avaidas that a person needs to work on throughout the Sefer that he spoke to Talmudim. And now he's talking about the next, uh, next Madrega. What, he, what he's doing in Maimarishan, that we've been doing, I think, for three weeks already, is giving us over Eichla Haga specific Chasidas, how to learn Sefer Chasidas. And again, he's not giving a practical a practical, you know, step-by-step approach, but he's talking about more in general how a person's supposed to approach these farms, if a chesidah, if a kabbalah, farm that are talking about things which are beyond the just practical day-to-day life. And what he explained to us is, is that this, what we spoke about last week is that there seems to be a challenge in learning things that are abo- above the day-to-day life because l'chairah, it's a, a certain aspect of chachmas and We're involved in some sort of chachma, but it's not ma'isev, it's no shaykhaz tar ma'isev. So we're learning about oil matzilos and learning about the nefesh rach and neshama and learning about big things. And somebody came to me last night, he told me his daughter's in seminary in Eretz Yisrael and she asked him to write a report now in seminary about the three chalakim of the shama, of the nefesh rach and neshama. And she called the father and the father's like, I, I, I don't even know. He's like, I never learned about this in yeshiva either. So he's like, I, I don't know why I learned about this in seminary, but I never learned about it. And it's like, so the father says, like, you know, he was saying this time, it's like, chachmasim beru ma'isev. Like, it's, it's very nice. Learn a very tifazach. I'm like, what's the point? Like, it's not practical, Bechal. And that's the PSS is coming to explain to us that it is practical. And he explained to us last week is that all five chalakim of the neshama, the nefesh ruach and neshama, which are the three lower parts of the neshama that are inside the person, the chaya and yechida, which are the two higher parts of the neshama that are above the person, are called makifim, they're all shaykh to a person. He gave us this beautiful mashal. It's a very practical, a very practical way to be able to understand it in a way of a, in a, in a gashmi stick away. We gave us a mushal of a barrel, and a barrel is trying to take wine and pour wine from the barrel into an actual bottle. So you have the big barrel. Now the barrel is obviously too big. If you can try to pour wine into the wine bottle, it's going to spill all over. So you have the barrel, and then you have a funnel, and the funnel goes into the actual bottle. And he said, if you can imagine that the barrel is again in the gashmi mushal is the ain't safe. That's that light which is infinite. The Rabbanishlam, you know, that world of the world of ain't safe. And then every single person, the Rabbanishlam's mitzamsim that are ain't safe. The Rabbanishlam puts it into every. Every person has their own funnel, and that's why not every person's five chalakim are the same, which we'll talk about this week. Every person has their own things, and then there's the part of the part that's the part of the of the funnel that's above the bottle, which means not the neck part of the funnel, the, the wide part of the funnel, which is the main part of the funnel. That holds the wine that's too big to actually be able to be inside the inside the bottle. And then slowly it goes from the top part of the funnel and slowly funnels down to that little neck and then it goes act into the actual bottle. And he explained to us that if we can imagine that our chay and yichida, the parts of our, the parts of our neshama that are makifim, the parts of our neshama that are above us are inside the actual funnel. So they're not inside the barrel. They're mamish us. They're connected to us. They're above us. They're part of, part of who we are. But they're connected. But they're a little bit above us. They're in that place called the actual funnel. And then slowly it goes down and eventually comes down to the nefesh ruach and neshama, which are the three lower parts of the neshama that are inside the person, the moich, the covet, and the lave. Those are the three lower parts of nefesh ruach and neshama. And Mamela, what he's explaining to us, and this is what he's going to get to this week, is that even the chay and chidin, even the parts of us that seem to be above us, are shaykh to us. So when we talk about, we're learning about svarim, we're learning about things which seem to be beyond our hasagas and beyond that which is shaykh to us. It is shaykh to us because every yid is not just a nefesh, and every yid is not just a nefesh ruach and neshama. Whatever year is an effort, she worked in Shamachai Yechida. 
And every yid is a chelik alikai mamash. And every yid comes from a place which is beyond that which is just a practical. I'm a melo when a person understands that as I widen the funnel, which is on top of the on top of my bottle, and as the as the quality of the wine inside that funnel becomes greater and more and more, you know, it has more. There's more volume to it, so it's going to affect the wine that actually goes down into the bottle. So the goal is not just to focus on okay, what's in the bottle itself. That's a very you know chitzonius way of one working on itself. I want to figure out how I can make sure that the practical day to life, day to day life, I have an issue with cost, I have an issue. Gaiva and Yeshua Kinnah. So I'm going to work on those meters specifically and I'll be able to fix it up. That's, that's the chitzenius way of working it. But first, wants to work in it in more of a pneumistic way. It begins really all the way up top. It obviously begins from the barrel, but it begins from a person's own madrego. Once it goes from the barrel into the funnel, and therefore if I recognize that even that which is above the actual bottle itself, which is in the funnel, will eventually seep down into the funnel and eventually seep down into the bottle itself. So I understand that learning about things which may seem to be above and beyond me, but are ba'etzim connected to my neshama, will eventually have a hashpa, will eventually change the way the nefesh ruach neshama will change the nefesh, which is the asiyah, which is the lowest part of a person. It's the kavit, it's the dam. It will change that part of a person also. And it goes from pnimius to chitzonius. A person works on that which is above and beyond them in a way that's connected to them. And eventually, eventually it seeps down and it actually has a hashpa on a person. And this is like we said last week, this is what the Baltani means when he writes in the Sharbla that you work on a, a work on a work on avodas Hashem in a way which is derech harucha shikitzara. It's a rucha because it's not practical right now. And it's not pointing to a certain midah and figuring out how do I, how do I conquer this midah. But it's working on my relationship to the Rabbanish Lalam. It's working on purifying and being Mazachich, my nefesh, Ruch Neshama Chayin And eventually, from that place all the way to the top of Chayin Nechida, eventually it seeps down. Into, into the essence of a person. It's able to change the mahus of a person from being a person who's more magushim, and Mamela has nefesh, shorach, neshama are on a lower level, to eventually being able to be mezachich, more and more of the guf, to allow more of the guf to be able to hold a greater amount of wine inside of it, and that wine which comes from the top of the funnel eventually all seeps down. And therefore, what he's, his point is, and this is what we'll get to this week, his point is that every year is Ba'asim Shaykh to learn things that seem to be above them. Because the goal is not only to learn chachmasim, rumah, and maisa, I have to learn something that talks about my maisa, so talks about exactly how I'm supposed to act. I could also understand that the Chachma is not Merubim Maisa because the Chachma will eventually, when I'm learning about Chachma Salakos, I'm learning about the Rabbanishlam, that eventually will have an effect on the person itself. And when a person is learning Sfarim, which you know, seem to be above and beyond, but you're getting a sagas in elakus. Person is getting a sagas in the way the Rabbanishim runs the world. They talk about spheris and the elamis, which we talk about this week. All of those things will eventually affect the person in a very, very real way and in a way which is very pneumistic way and will change mamish the essence of the person. And therefore, it's not a problem. This is maisav. This is how you make sure that the chachma eventually seeps down into maisa. And this chachma, which is chachma the Rabbanishim, chachma elakus, will eventually seep down. A person can learn. I think, like we said last week, that a person learns nigla. So nigla is ba'etzim nistar. A person learns nigla. It's hiding the rabbanishim and learn nistar, which is ba'etzim all talking about the rabbanishim. The rabbanishim's nigla in the nistar. So then it eventually has a real effect on a person. I. What does it make a difference if chesed gvura tferes netzach chayid yisoid? What does it have a difference to my life? Now, and obviously, there's a way to talk about every one of those spheres in a way that's practical to avodas Hashem and practical to a person's day-to-day life. But even if a person's not learning those practicals for him, a person learns mamar from the Valtanya, A person learns things which are seemingly not so practical, but eventually. Eventually, and not, maybe not doesn't take that long, the Darach Arucha is not so Arucha, eventually it starts to have a real effect on a person, and a person starts to change, everything inside of them starts to change, they start to be mezachich themselves in a much more pnevistic way. That's really the, really what he's getting to in this first part of the, in the first part of this, uh, the Maimer, 
And this first time, Eichlag is specific Chasidus. So we'll, we'll see a little bit more where he goes into this, a drop more about Richus, and he talks about the, the Madregas, and then, and then we'll talk about how it's Shaykh to every one of us. He says, In order to understand yourself better, to understand that it's not Chachmurum myself, but it has a Shaykhist to me. To understand the place from which you were formed, to understand your Skashras to all the Ilamas We have to talk a drop more about this. He says we have to talk a little bit about Tzimtzum and the Bria of the Elamis. And he gives a good klal to know when a person starts learning these things. Whether you're looking at our Sefer, you're starting to learn actually learning things which are beyond Beyond just to say for chavis to me, them schusi yagan aleinu. Hamadam and yanek vayim, which are talking about big things, they're learning zayra kadosh. Rakas advarim shemadabra malachet tertzelahaven. He says you only have to understand the nakuda that's being spoken about by that sefer. Don't think okay, you start learning a sefer and you open up a zayra kadosh and you have to start to learn a little bit, and, and suddenly you have a lot of kashas and everything's every, you have all these questions and you're trying to figure you're trying to figure everything out. He says that's not the goal. When you start to learn the sefer, just try to pick up the actual nakuda. That he's talking about nothing more. I remember years ago, I was by a, I was by Shmuz from Mata Zolber. It was like a more of an intimate thing in in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. He comes to Shulaim every year for two months, and like he was giving a Shmuz, and somebody like thought that that upset a chiddush, and like eh, he was talking about you know very high chazach, and somebody upset he had a chiddush, and like he machtavek the guy, mamish like klachayari, like machtavek the guy. And he said, you, you don't know how it works. You, have, you, have, you need a good few years in the sugya to understand to be able to just say chiddush in the world of in the world of pnimis, in the world of kabbalah. It's not like oh you thought this goes with this and this sounds nice. You could just. You know, it doesn't work that way. It takes years and years and years for a person to learn, for a person to be able to understand. Therefore, he says, when, I, when he's giving over the Nakuda, and I'll talk about Tzimtzum over here, don't try to say, okay, so I have all these other kashas, I'm trying to figure out how it fits in with everything else I learned, and every Gemara, and every Gadza. A person has to be patient, a person has to relax. He says, you start learning with a kid olive base. So the, the, the Rebbe doesn't have one of those big charts in front where he just has the olive base. He's showing them in a chumash, in a siddur. He's showing them the olive base. So the kid starts asking right away, what's the tesis over there? Why are these letters different than this? What, what, why the, what are the bottom letters? What's the goyis abach? What's the... What's the you have to wait. We're just teaching you the olive base, and we're trying to jump all the way to figure out what a guy sabach is. Before you understand the olive base, you're going to lose out on everything. The hiskel isa malamed loimer, so that the malamed tells him, tiska, if you're going to be zeicha, as achakach malamed gamas kolayla, eventually you'll be able to get from the olive base, you'll be able to get to figure out how to put isis together to make words. If you're going to get chumash, mishnai is gemara, eventually you forget the bach, and you figure all these things that will eventually happen. As long as right now you understand that this is an aleph. If you want to get the Bach before you get the Aleph, you're never going to get the Bach or the Aleph. You're going to be mastered both of them. If you're trying to jump to get both of them, you're not going to know Aleph, you're not going to know anything. All these kashas, all these big, all these big, you know, challenges that you're going to have. Right now, he says, when, when, you, when you're learning Yisoyed, in Sefer Chesidus, or in Sefer Kabbalah, or in Sefer Pnimis, just pick up that Yisoyed. Don't try to figure out how everything else works out. Forget that this Yisoyed, and if you focus on each Yisoyed as an item by itself, eventually the Yisoyedists will start to come together, and eventually a person, a person will get to everything. And this is, in general, the way it works with these farm is that everything's built on everything. I heard one time from, Rezegatinsky said one time, he said, you know, when a person learns, so every little bit that you learn, every Yisafa that you learn in Sifre Kabbalah and Sifre Chassidus, you have to go back all the way to the beginning and learn everything all over again, because every little bit that you start at the Chap, that you start to have another Chavas Adas to start to understand a little bit more, so now you just need to rewrite the whole structure all the way from the beginning again, and you have to figure everything all out over, over again. And it's a constant process of Ratz Vishav. You go all the way to the top, 
and then you think you re- reached it, and then you realize Tachas Hadir Shalaynaida, and then you realize that you're just beginning, and then you learn another Haysafa or something that you don't understand, and now you have to re- restructure everything all over again. And it's a very it's a very humbling process, and that's part of the part of the mile of learning Pneumius is that it humbles a person, it gives a person a little bit of a recognition of how big the Rabbanishlam is and how small and insignificant we are, Klapi the Ain Saif, but it's just it's a humbling experience because it's a constant, constant work in progress where you learn something, and then you say, Okay, I thought I, I thought I understood a musug, thought I understood the way the Timpson works, and then I realized I don't understand anything. Everything I understood. Was like I understood olive base. I got the olive base, but I don't understand that guys I understand Rashi and Taisus and the Marsha and this uh, uh, layers and layers and layers. And a person begins with one and understand that Akuda well, and eventually you get to the second. And, and this is what we spoke about last week that sometimes it gets overwhelming. A person opens even a push like Safer and it gets overwhelming. A person's learning something and it's, it's be, just try to figure out what they're saying right now and try to figure everything out at once. And you figure out one, one Akuda, one Akuda, another Akuda, eventually be able to get to it. I remember at Berkowitz every year they have by, by his kail, they have the, the Yeshiva next door, Knesset Yehuda, elementary school. So every year when they finish learning Olive Bays, they all come in and they make a whole, they dance throughout the Kailal and Berkowitz speaks to them. He says the same thing every single year. I think for four years of it, he says the same thing every year. He always tells him, he says, now Baruch Hashem, you can learn to Olive Bays. And he points to all the Svarim Shanks in the Kailal. He said, now you, have the, now you have the keys to unlock everything, everything in all the Svarim. You have the keys. It's not, you're not going to understand everything at once, but now at least you have the keys to be able to understand everything is written in all the Svarim. So it works the same way. A person gets a key and you start to understand another thing, another thing, another thing. And eventually a person is able to say, okay, you're able to get to higher places, but the Ikar Nakuda is just to understand what he's trying to say and nothing more. So we'll just, we'll just see maybe one, one more Nakuda where he talks about the actual Indian of Tzimtzum and then Maybe we'll continue next week. He says, "Oyd me Avram Avinu min Navim atanam, but befrat Reb Shimon bar Yechai min Arizal v'Sharma Kabbalam Shchusiyog and Aleinu Kabbalah biyadeinu." Already beginning from Avram Avinu, we're talking about you know the the Sefer Yitzira and all the way down to befrat Rajbi, which is obviously Zera Kadosh and Arizal Shekeshabara Hashem es Ha'Olam Gamken Tzimtzum Oisim Adregus from Tzumim Shainim. We find this concept called Tzimtzum that the Rabbanu Shemani created the world. It was ain't safe before the creation of the world. The Rabbanu had to create the world. There had to be some sort of vacant space. Without going into, he's not going to go into barichas exactly what that means. But the Russian had to create some sort of tzimtzum in order to take something which is ain't safe, which is an infinite light, and to create a finite world. The way the Russian created the world is not the way a person in Uman, a craftsman, creates something. And Uman takes something and he creates. He takes a piece of wood, he takes a piece of metal, and he creates something from that. He didn't create the metal or the wood. He changes it from being a piece of wood that's just a tree to then making it from a tree into being a table. The Bansham created the world from nothing. So everything was created from the Ara Lakus, from the Ara Ain Saif. It's not the pshat that the ur of the ur of the Rabbanishalam is like the energy inside of the flower which allows the flower to grow. And it's the it's the neshama inside of a yid which allows the neshama to actually be able to function. Even the guf of a person. Even the guf of a person is also has a nitzitzelakus in it. You could take an evan, as the as the Baltani writes in the, the first you know the first 
first page, the first parak, and Shari Yichad Vamuna, you can have an Evan, and an Evan is a Daimim, and a Daimim Lachera has no Chiyas in the Pechlal, but the Balshemtiv is Megal, so Baltani talks about is that even in the Evan, there's also Tzurufa Isis that take place. And the Aleph, Beis, and Nun, which are in the Evan, is the creation, which is the Tzurufa Isis, which came from the Orange Saif. The Marshall is Metamtim from the Orange Saif, all the way down to creating Evan. I, there's no one of the Sarma Marim that say there should be creation of an Evan. So, okay, there's a Sarma Marim which are Cloliistic, and then from those, the Sarma Marim, everything eventually comes out. So, those Sarma Marim are the first level of Timsum, and it goes further and further and further, all the way. It's Mislabish, many, many Levushim, until it's able to create a Daimim, Tzemeya, Chaim, Medaber, create a Goy, create a Yid, create a Tzadik. All these levels are all created, all of a Nitzit Tzivala Kosine. Timsum, Kiba Koyche, Apelav, Abilti Nigla, but the Rabbanu Shem's Kaya Chapella, which is not revealed, Tzimtzum Eirei Tzimtzum Acher Tzimtzum, Achasa Gam Guf Manira Lanu, Umasham Shem Boy, the Guf itself, the physical Guf, and the Daimim, and the Tzemechai, all of them, is created with the Nitzitzelikos, Machuse B'chal Mashala, Shekalo Elam Raka Ares Eirei He, the whole world is our Ara of the Ara of Hashem. That's what we're talking about. The same way we find that there's a concept that the Rabbanishim created the world, and there's many, many, and I'll talk about the, the levels of the world from Adam, from Adam Kadman all the way down to the Olam Asiyah. So in a person's body itself, there's also, an, a person is an Olam Katan, and in a person's body also, there's a Tzimtzum taking place all the way from the place of Chaya, Yechida, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, coming down into the nefesh adam, shen is spashe kolkach begufam, atchagam atzpas rega raglov yonekes is chiusim ofi erkam chiselikos. So every part of the person's body will will have a shaykes to that place of chaya yichida nefesh ruach neshama, and the toenail inside of a person is ultimately just a greater level of timsum coming from all the way chaya all the way down to the toenail, all the way down to something which is not even not even part of the etzim of the body, a toenail or here things things which are moistwis things which are extra, but all of that eventually, if you if you take it all the way to the top comes from that place which is called Chaya and it just went through many, many layers of Levushim and the Neshama inside of a person has less Levushim and the Guf has more Levushim and depending on what type of Guf it is and how much a person is the Guf is how many Levushim it is and which part of the Guf the Mayach will have less Levushim than the bottom parts of the Guf than the Raglayim of the Guf all of them will just but they're all coming from the same place it's all coming from that symptom of Ar and Saif where the same way the Rabbanishim created the world and all the Alamas it's created from that Ar and just question is how many layers of Levushim there are from Ein Saif to Ulam so in a person's body itself there's Chaya Yechida Nefesh and, and those five chalakim are nespasha kolkach guf until the physical part of the body is also coming from that from that place of chiyas kedushas yisrael. Va'al yedezegam kol guf ishi yisraeli b'shunah b'kedusha asim guf and yisrael. And that's why the guf of a yid is different than the guf of a guy. We tend to think that the neshama, the reason why and the chiluk between a yid and a guy is that he is the neshama and a guy doesn't have a neshama. But it's obviously not like that because if you understand the way tzimtzum works, so he's explaining it to us that the guf of a yid is also coming from that place of the tzimtzum of the ar of the neshama itself. So then the guf itself is also created. And also has its chias. There's also an islabish inside of it, a chias which is coming from a much higher place. So the guf of the yid is different than the guf of a guy. That's what the Baltani writes in Parak Aleph that it's not just the nefesh kiss is the chilik between a yid and a guy, but even the nefesh of Bahamas is different. Even that which invigorates the body itself, and even what he's saying is even the body itself, the toenail of a guy is different than the toenail of a yid. Right? It's a discussion in the Paiskim whether, whether, whether we have this hakbada uh, not to step on nails. Pregnant woman shouldn't step on nails if it's dafka by a yid or a yid by a guy. Right? That's part of the discussion I imagine has to do with this. Is do you look at it the same way, but toenail of a guy and by yid? Does it have the ruch, same ruch toma? Or it doesn't have the ruch toma? The guf is different than the guf of a yid. It's a guf, but it's a guf which is, which is coming from that place of, of the chai yichid and nefesh ruch neshama. And a mela, it's coming from a different place. It's coming through many levushim, but the levush, which comes all the way down to the toenail, is different by yid than it is by a guy. 
But ultimately, if you understand that the guf is getting its chiyas from all the way to top, the same way an evan gets its chiyas all the way from the top, so the guf of a tzaddik is different than the guf of a pshute am, and the guf of a yid is different than the guf of a goy. He says, if you're trying to figure out, so what chiluk is there between, if the rabbanim is mitzamsa bazar, so what chiluk is there between me? And a table, and a chair, everything's coming from the Arv, the Rabbani Shem, the He says, wait until we get to Maimur Beis and Maimur Gimel. And this is, he's obviously preempting the fact that we're having questions, even though he just told us, you know, two biographs go not to have questions, but obviously he's saying that, obviously, yeah, you're trying to figure out a case of what chalukah are there, everything's a tintum. So he says, wait until we get to Maimur Beis and Maimur Gimel. So Mertz Hashem will continue next time. He goes to drop into the Ilamas, the, the, the four Ilamas, and a drop into the ten spheres and explains us again just a little bit more to understand the makar of where Nishmas Yisrael comes from and once we understand that we'll understand why these svarim which look like they're talking about things which are beyond us is really talking about us ourselves it's talking about the mahosev what the neshama of a yid is and Mamela by, by widening our by widening the uh, the funnel which is coming into every person's bottle ultimately we'll be able to have a hashpa on all the way to the lower parts which is the nefesh and neshama Shka.